Hello, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome John and Tom from Corrupt Moral Altar. How are we, lads? Good, man. Very welcome good. to Very the good. show. And I have Jack here as my co-host. Jack. And Hi, Jack. Hello. Jack will sort you out for grueling questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fanboy, like so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose let's start straight away with like patiently waiting for wonderful things. Congratulations! It is second to none. It is a blistering EP. Thank you. Yeah, what you, you think, Jack? Yeah, savage. It's a it's a rager, like start to finish, like it kicks in, lovely. And then I, it was the single was the the second track you released was the single, wasn't it? You you smell yeah. expensive. Yeah, you smell expensive. Yeah. Yeah, class. Love the way that one kicks in. Almost like it, it, like it runs perfectly in from the first one. It's almost like starts with a breakdown or something. So the whole, in the whole EP works works really nice together, like as a as a piece as well. Yeah, I love, I love a good segue. Were you working long on it, lads? Um, I don't know. <laughs> John doesn't know. He wasn't there for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, kind kind of. It's probably the longest we've spent on anything but like we weren't actively like saying right we need to finish writing this because it it was the first kind of stuff we were writing with uh ollie turner who joined the band a couple of years ago so it was just kind of like when we eventually had enough stuff we we're like oh these songs will fit on an ep there was lots of stuff we were jamming riff ideas that never ended up making it into any of the songs but um yeah i guess i guess we were on and off writing writing it for a good eight nine months or so mm. and shout out to chris and adam as well who aren't here at the moment are they they might make a guest appearance <laughs> <laughs> it is savage ferocious you could you could throw loads of um descriptions at it you have been getting rave reviews i've noticed right across the board how does that feel uh, pretty good how do you feel about it john yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm not sure when you started recording it. I can't remember. It was, I think I was back and forth on tour, and it just kind of came together. I yeah. think we had that one, that one maximum bastardry song that we had that for that Manchester gig. Uh, what, 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 what gig is this? I, I can't remember the last. I can't remember the last time we played a gig. Uh, Bread Shed in March 2019. Wow. It can't have been that long ago. Yeah, it was. probably was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels pretty good. Like people saying nice things about it. We were kind of, because we've not released anything for like three years, we, we was, the danger was like, oh, will anyone even really care? Um, uh, and so yeah, it's not, nice to see that people enjoyed it. Really. Yeah, yeah, there's always that nagging thought in the back of your mind, isn't it? Yeah. As the scene oh. kind of moved on. Um, I love one description by the Razor Edge. It says, like a psychopathic dwarf brandishing a butcher's knife, it will carve <laughs> you up. <laughs> <laughs> it sums it up perfectly, really. <laughs> Describing the EPO, John. What? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I said nothing. <laughs> I love the uh, album cover as well. That's, I don't know where you came up with the idea for that, but uh, really suits it. Oh, yeah. The, uh, well, uh, actually, we, we were talking to that guy. His name is Fred Stoney. Um, we were talking to him years and years ago when we were thinking about who to use um, to do our... Tides. Yeah, the artwork from Chemical Tides. Um, I think mm. he just never got back to us, but like, we've always liked his artwork. Um, Reese, our singer, just trolls 
Instagram, like looking at different artists and stuff. Mm. And uh, yeah, we just, for this one, we just said, oh, why don't we just drop him a message? Um, and like, cause we didn't know that this was going to be released on a label. So we just like, we didn't want to have like a custom piece done, but we just said like, you know, we, these are some images we like, can we license it for, for the art? And he said, yeah, uh, we sorted that out and just edited a little bit, you know, to put our logo in and stuff. But yeah, Fred Stoney, he's, he's really good. You should check him out if you're into yeah. all that weird, weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty striking image. Like, So the image was there before the music then, in other words? It was, yeah, but we just uh, yeah, if you don't mind uh, just going through the four tracks, um, just maybe give us an insight on each one. Uh, Cathedral of Porn, that riff is unreal, isn't it? Uh, we have a band back in Ireland here called Baylor. That riff reminds you of them, Jack? Yeah, yeah, kind of like slightly, not hardcore, but like yeah. it had a certain feel to it. Like just yeah. kind of good good fun as well, you know, that yeah. one of those kind of riffs that get you going like... Mm. Yeah, so, it's kind of like it's almost like a happy version of Cursed in a way. That's that bit. The song title's a quote from Louis Louis Theroux, isn't it? Is it? Oh, I can't remember. I think it's a quote from Louis Theroux. He walked into he, I, oh, he probably a swingers play. party, knowing him. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's like a stage of war. Yeah. Louis met the swingers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> those weekender documentaries like. yeah, yeah. yeah something like that oh, can I? and um, the lyrics can any of you remember Reese is the man, the man yeah. <laughs> fair enough the second song then You Smell Expensive the, uh, You Smell Expensive had like um, there was this guy Dan Dolby who's in this band Mastiff Okay, uh, he makes like you know little videos for like APF releases oh yeah he did that was all just like buildings and bridges just being destroyed kind of lyrically f- I, I, I don't know what goes on in Reese's head so like <laughs> it was a fitting video for the song yeah yeah it's, it's hard it's hard for me to even get an expl- explanation out of Reese when asking about lyrics and like you know if we're going to do like, interviews and stuff I need to kind of know what these songs are about he's like I, I don't know <laughs> yeah probably doesn't know himself like. <laughs> yeah it, it does have a meaning behind it and stuff but like it's, yeah. it's hard getting out of him in a coherent fashion He'll speak. He'll speak in uh, riddles and <laughs> like any like any good frontman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who was involved in writing that song, lads? You smell expensive. Um, I think that was pretty much all Ollie who wrote that one. Um, I mean, g- generally, like song arrangement, I have quite uh, a bit of a role in saying, "Oh, why don't we do it." play this riff but with a blast beat or like speed it up or put a little Brit, a little stop there but you know, riff wise it's just mostly all for that one uh, John because he was away for quite a bit of the writing he kind of wrote the noisy lead parts that go over it and stuff but yeah you, just, you, smell, you smell expensive all, all of it really. yeah okay so maximum bastardry is next that riff at the kind of two two and a half minute mark to finish That's the song is Cook. 100% unbelievable uh, solid yeah. John Cook <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of mine yeah. I think I'd had that for a while or... yeah funnily enough I think you showed us that song and then we were like oh let's make an EP because Ollie's got, got enough like kind yeah. of songs we're like oh there, there's one complete song let's finish the other four mm-hmm. and do an EP so John was like, here you go, here's a song. Now I'm off on tour for 200 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I love the when idea. When they come um, back, you better be done. 
Loved, loved the way the accents come through in the vocals as well, especially on that Maximum Bastardry one. It was a uh, that's what we're trying to do actually incorporate a bit of. I mean, we're not scouters. Any any scouter will cause uh, like you know plastic scouter or woolly buckle because <laughs> we're, we're mostly from Southport. But I'm also not a scouter at all. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the brummy. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we try and uh, keep a bit of our own accent in. Just you know, a bit, bit of northwest charm. Yeah, yeah definitely can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a nice bit of death metal in that at the end. One of my favourite songs is the next one. It's Spirit Breaker. Yes, that is unusual, and it is a wild ride. Yeah, yeah. I think it caught everybody on the hop initially. The, the opening sequence, and then just goes into mayhem. Then again. But uh, the singing section as well at the end is fantastic. Oh, thanks. How did that song come about? I hope you have some insight into that one, lads. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that one actually was probably, like when, when it kicks in to the song properly and it goes fast, that was probably the first of all of Ollie's tracks that we, we started. Yeah. Um, so kind of like, you know, from that bit up until where it goes into the kind of black metal ending, that was, that was like the first of all these stuff that we wrote for EP. And then the, the start bit was just like Adam was just sticking around in between, you know, rehearsing other tracks. And we we're like, oh, let's just have a little play with that, stick a phaser on, do a bit of clean intro. And then we just thought, oh, well, we'll stick it on the start of that song. And then the ending is just revisiting that riff, but in a black metal style. And the, the we've, we've always incorporated like clean, chanty vocals into like, all mm. of our releases yeah. in some way or another. Um, the insp- uh, inspiration for that one was, I, b- I basically said, I wanted it to sound like um, The Gift. Uh, do you know Old Man Gloom? No, uh, I wouldn't know. Well, if you, ch- if you check out the song The Gift, you'll be like, CMA just ripped off Old Man Gloom. It's a bit of a homage, a homage really. Okay, I, think Man, I think Old Man Gloom did it better, but there you go. A, a lot of that singing was at home as well. Yeah. Was me, it? Yeah, it's me sat in front of my, my monitors with the, my crew. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have a listen to it then, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yeah.
was just thinking there, a saxophone there at the end would be beautiful. <laughs> Wait a sec. Do you not play saxophone, Tom? I do, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should, uh, should, should have put one on the end as well. Damn. Yeah. What? You do yeah, play yeah. saxophone? I do, yeah. In, in your other, uh, is it Lake Baikal? Or Baikal? Uh, yes, I did. In fact, I, I did some sax on the last CMA uh, record as well. Ah. And, a little bit. And uh, the new... That's funny yeah. because um, Jack's band crows are there of a song called Scaldine and there's this filthy saxophone. <laughs> yeah. um, some, some smooth sax in the middle of a doom track. like Yeah, I'd actually... Sax, sax and metal is a big thing now. It's all the I'd love to, I'd love to yeah. hear more yeah. of it, yeah. He puts yeah. Uh, sax on a new um, Venomous concept noise track that's coming out as well yeah I'm, I'm edging my way into everything with this accident basically yeah <laughs> just fucking n- nudging in everywhere I think, I think it started with uh you're familiar with a power violence man from leeds called gets worse no no they're very good check them out they they did yeah. uh, an ep with me called the blues i was like hey since it's the blues okay yeah and there you go so i was like all right i'm going to play sax and more distorted horrible music are you mm. you just uh, trained yourself, Tom? Yeah. Uh, or did no, you go I lessons? Actually, uh, I had lessons. I've played it since I was eleven. Oh but, wow! Okay, cool. Well, since I turned probably like nineteen, twenty, I didn't really play it for a while because I was away at uni and I was like playing just in like metal and grind bands, really. So, so it's nice to. I'm trying to play on everything at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as well. <laughs> and the track then that finishes off the EP is I Am An Ocean of Wisdom. What a finisher. <laughs> that was probably an obvious choice. Was it to finish the album? Uh, I don't know, really. Can you remember it's, how it's we... It's when that and Spirit Breaker, wasn't it? Yeah, I've, we were considering Spirit Breaker as the last one because it's like, you know, big epic ending or whatever. Mm. But um, I think we were struggling to, to place I Am An Ocean of Wisdom, but I think we put it last because it goes from, I don't want to say intelligent but uh spirit breaker is obviously a little bit more thought mm. out structure wise and then ocean of wisdom just brings the iq right back down yeah by basically playing like one ninety percent of the the whole song so it's a, a fuck you to us and everyone else yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and how much work did you have to put into it tom in relation to mixing mastering the whole lot uh i probably spent well aside from like our like first demo and EP that we did, I probably spend the least time mixing this one out of all our records. Uh, it just kind of everything sounded a lot better at source than our previous things, so there's a bit less effort for me to mix it. Um, and it was mastered uh, by Russ Russell. Yeah, so I didn't even have to do any mastering. So yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. first time we've had some our uh, stuff mastered by someone else. Um, just waited. Um, to, uh, why did you um, go, that, go that route? Uh, I think I just couldn't be asked, really. <laughs> 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 no, I, I, I wanted a, a fresh pair of ears on it, really. Um, yes, always helps. Because we started recording it, well, we did like the bulk of music back in October 2019, and Reese finished the vocals off probably like April, April, April May. Yeah, um, um, so by that point I was just like I just want a fresh pair of ears on it and 
like Russ just did a really good job. It's probably the first time I've heard something that I've mixed that someone else has mastered that I've been properly happy with how the master sounds. So thanks, Russ. This time of guy. <laughs> you probably have um, songs kept back as well. Have you? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got a... Uh... We've got 17, 17 minutes? Uh, it's about 15 minutes. 15. Yeah, we've got a 15 minute industrial track. <laughs> and I don't even know. Anyway, I've probably got another 11, 15, maybe. Yeah, basically, John has just got like a library of songs that are getting <laughs> slowly moved up the queue to okay. make <laughs> So, yeah, we've got, a, we've got probably a, another album's worth. Really? That industrial track um, yeah uh, but it's, it's the reason we haven't recorded it yet is because it's dead dead fast and I need to get better at drums they're a bit different the songs are in a different tuning and um, they're just like super fast in parts and mm. but still kind of weird CMA kind of timings and yeah yeah, but we've always kind of mixed it up along the way, anyway. Yeah. You know, in in the previous releases, so nothing. I suppose you can throw in, uh, you know, a fifteen minute industrial track, <laughs> and it will still be, will still be like. <laughs> yeah. But as Jack said, like the the EP sounded like you were having fun as well. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a um, big part of what we always have to do. Mm. Uh, it isn't fun. Last, <laughs> last album was probably less fun because it's. So it was so dark and punishing to record and mix. Uh, so it was less. I still enjoyed doing it, but it was. It's not the last album. wasn't really. It was hell. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was and is hell. It, it was just um... <laughs> playing most of those songs live is still hell. It's just it's painful. Yeah. <laughs> do you like them or do you, are you fond of the album or do you have regrets? Yeah. Or... Um, yeah. Still, still um, I mean, when after we did, after we finished it, I probably listened to it loads because I. Uh, How do you pronounce it, it actually? Uh, it's you know you know you okay. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying anything because every time I say it, you take the piss. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's definitely you know it. I I, ch- I changed our, our WhatsApp group. We have two. We have uh, corrupt meme affair, which is CMA, but for for memes, um, and also because someone build us wrong as corrupt. Mortal Affair or something. And we have the ser- the serious one, which used to be called ser- CMA Serious Business, but now it's you know you, but spelled phonetically, just to make sure everyone remembers how it's <laughs> how, <laughs> how it's said. <laughs> yeah, that was that was um, a digital release for you back in two thousand and seventeen. Um what made you go with vinyl C D with with this EP? Uh, well, we almost we almost did the same with this one. We were just going to put it online, uh, but then yeah. our friend Damien, who's in Video Nasties, who are also on APF Records, he, Shout out. he showed it to <laughs> name drop. <laughs> he showed it to uh, Fieldy, and uh, he got in touch and was like, "Billy's really nice." Well, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we weren't even fussed about having it on CD, but he's like, "Oh well, you know, a lot of my." People who follow the label, they love to buy CDs still. So, you know, kind of do a CD. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's just we, you know, our first album only came out on CD and we really wanted it to come out on vinyl. So that's kind of why we did the 
The second yeah. one, we actually pressed down vinyl ourselves. Don't know why we did that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this one was nice to have, have it on both, really. And we, he sent us a copy of the CD as well. It actually came out very nice. So. Yeah, and oh. the splatter vinyl is nice as well. Yes, I've received my Back copy. The original. How many, how many pressings did you go for? Uh, it's done 300. Uh, there's 200 on splatter and there's like 100 on black. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't like the truck destroyed that had all of <laughs> the fir- The first uh, <laughs> first pressing got completely destroyed, I think, because uh, unfortunately the truck uh, cart in the over to the UK uh, crashed. And the, the cargo was destroyed, I think. So Jesus. It, it was delayed a bit because uh, the, the plant had to repress it. Like, Who did she go with? Because we're always um, intrigued by the the vinyl affair over in Ireland, especially I'm me. I'm assuming it's probably GZ Media that pressed it, but um, uh, I think Feely uses a broker. I think most people just use brokers now, don't they? In, across, in Europe somewhere? I don't know. It might have been a UK broker, but they obviously don't just communicate with um, G, you know, GZ Media in Czech Republic. Um, pretty okay. as far as as far as I'm aware, most records are made there. So, mm. please correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, like APF Records have done really well. You know, the video nasties said beggar, possessor, and under. They've had a really good year. Yeah, like um, he, he puts a lot of effort into promoting his bands, and obviously, you know, yeah, he's, a, he's a really nice guy, and he's like straight up with you, and you know, you you get the feeling he's not ripping you off <laughs> you know nice don't have to ask him for sales figures or anything he's just like yeah. every once in a while he's like hey this is how the sales are going guys oh, really yeah don't even have to you know try and pull that information out of you so, yeah. <laughs> so I mean John we'll say back in 2019 before COVID how were you balancing life between so many bands or were you I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> So, well, whenever I came back, I'd always try and um, meet up with Tom and uh, record. I've moved house that many times at the time in the last three years, I think. Well, I think I've been living in Southport two years now. I was back living in Birmingham at one point, and yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a struggle. I'm cook, no, fix the boat. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've got to fix the boat now. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, you. you I just try and put as much in as I can, mm. especially with like CMA guys because we're all friends as well, you know. So whenever yeah. I'm back off tour, I just come in. I've usually got a bunch of songs, and me and Tom just jam very like. And you, know, you like, that. like when did you meet up at Naplam Dead as such as a mate? Probably was it back in the two thousands? Uh, yeah, I've known Shane, Danny, Barn, Mitch since two thousand six or. So. 2007. Okay. I used to be um, I was a van driver, tour manager, merch guy, tech. Oh, Jesus, uh, you walked your way right through then. <laughs> yeah. And I also filled in for Shane on bass in 2012. I filled in for Barney for a few songs in 2010 when he was sick. Barney? Yeah, I basically I actually played everything except the drums. Fucking hell. <laughs> You're taking over. I remember actually, uh, yeah. John, I remember seeing you on the, is it the Death Crusher tour, I think, with Carcass. If you oh, remember. yeah. Where, where was that? And I you saw did? you. Um, that was in Vickers Street, in was it? Vickers no? Street. Yeah, yeah. Vickers I saw Street you then. Yeah, I was at that as well. Yeah. yeah. 
But I, I remember, because, uh, Joe, sometimes you're just watching. I'm weird, anyway. I just watched the stage set up, you know, and line yeah. checks and whatever. But I just noticed that you were doing all, like, all the uh, all the line checks and stuff. And this is before I knew that uh, Mitch was out for a while. And then uh, you came back on. And I was just like, oh, that, there's that dude he's putting in. Like, he's working yeah. all night, like, work, work to the bone. And now he's playing with <laughs> na- Napalm Death as well. Like, you know, crazy stuff. Well, we, we always got to check our head instruments anyway. Shade does, Daddy mm. does. Yeah. It's just just easier. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, an old, old school kind of hard, like hard working mentality, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's a bit different now because Shane's got a bass amp. At one point, he refused to use a bass amp for years. <laughs> but uh, so we got a tech that sets that up sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw ye in Brutal Assault, um, not last year, the year before that. Oh, was that when the desk overheated? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy because I was up at the front, demented, <laughs> but anyway, might have been. <laughs> was it Barney came out and apologised to the crowd at the start, saying I know that you, you probably all don't fucking like Nap Lamb Dead and then... Uh, I don't know why that was, he's probably just taking the piss. Yeah, I know, yeah, but we were all dying laughing, we thought it was hilarious, uh, but... <laughs> But yeah, that was that was um, brutal assault, two thousand and eighteen. It must have been. Yeah, I think it was that hot. Was that was it? Really yeah, it was hot? roasting, man. Yeah, yeah, it was the, fucking the roasting. desk overheated okay. and uh, basically cut all the sound apart from my uh, apart from my guitar amp. I think. Right. And so we, we had to like, end the song early or something, and it was really confusing. Basically, we had no Jesus idea what was going Christ. on. Apparently. Caught fire or something. That's mad. That Don't remember that. Hard. You had your, you you had your fun anyway, Richie. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That was probably f- fourteen hours drinking at that stage. <laughs> Venomous concept, John. Either released this year as well. Yes, uh, politics versus the erection. Mm. Yeah, that came out in July. I think. Yeah. And yeah, Tom was drumming for Venomous in last year. On tour, yeah, Tom? Yeah, yeah. there was uh, Bruharia and Venomous and uh, Aggression right. and Sangre. It's good. First, first bus tour for me, very good. Cool. Was it hard to kind of get to know the songs or? Um, not really. Um, yeah, like, well, it is or something. It, it wasn't hard uh, for them to... You know, stay in my head structurally, but it was, I, I wasn't used to doing like, you know, just solid D beats nonstop. Uh, I was always used to like tempo changes down to slower stuff. So it was just a bit of a getting the stamina up of just D beating for 45 minutes straight. So, mm. uh, uh, and right. you, you knew, would you know Kevin and Danny particularly well? Obviously, Shane, you'd know. Um, well, actually, D- Danny, uh, Danny's not in Venice anymore. Is yeah, D- Danny Lorca didn't do that tour. I had met him a couple of times though um, when he still was in the band because CMA played a few shows with Venomous but, um, so I met a few, met Shane a few times and met Kevin a few times but obviously I know him a lot, lot better now that I've been on tour with him for nearly four weeks so. First time you met Kevin Sharp you upset him <laughs> I was oh, oh. in Scotland and uh, it was very loud What happened? I was, we, were, we played in Scotland and uh, we were at uh, Bannerman's uh, which has a, like an apartment above it and we were just, it was the first night of like four shows with him and just, just stayed up all night drinking and being very loud and larry. And I think he just wanted to go to bed. So, yeah. 
for the whole next day, Kevin was making, uh, was it Reese? He's making his life hell. Just, uh, all just uh, punching me all day. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad uh, you brought up Bannermans, actually, because, Tom, you worked on a band that have a lot of friends over in Ireland, to put it mildly, Kingwich. Oh, yes. Mm. You mixed the master, was it um, Under the Mountain? Um, yeah, the first first record. Yeah. I mixed and mastered that. Uh, the, set, the album they've just done, Body of Light, I mastered that. But, uh, yeah. um, Jamie. That's a brilliant with album. With the, the guy at the studio. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool guys. Um, Jamie's really sound. Basically... Shout out to Jamie and Laura. Yes, they are. They are lovely people. And uh, Lyle as well. I met uh, Lyle up in... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They've hit Ireland a few times, man. We love having them over. Along with Dog Tired as well and Razor Sharp, Dead Blizzard. You probably know a few of those bands, Z lads. Yeah, but... And how did you get to work with Kingwich? Did they approach you, Tom? I would have to check my emails from about four years ago. <laughs> I think I just got a, an email from Jamie saying, um, I think it, it, he'd basically like done a, a mix of the album and he, he wasn't too happy with it. Uh, it oh, in fact, do you know what? The old bassist used to be in a band called June, a um, guy called Simon. And, oh, uh, you produce. Did you do their stuff as well, June? I, yeah. I did. I mastered the first LP, Recorded the next EP and mixed it, and I, I mixed the Asheron album, mixed and mastered that. But yeah, uh, Simon, who, uh, who was in June, joined King Witch, and he actually messaged me about mixing the first King Witch album. But then I think Jamie uh, wanted to do it himself, but then he came back to me and said, oh, I'm not too happy with it. So he came down to Southport, and we just spent a, basically like a solid weekend just mixing it because it. it He'd already half mixed it on his computer, so he couldn't leave his computer with me. So he's like, "All right, we've got this weekend to finish it," and we just did like two like fifteen-hour days, I think, and just finished Jesus. it off. <laughs> yeah, we're good. First time, well, basically, I I kind of I'd never used Pro Tools before, so <laughs> like, right, okay, I wanted to do this, Jamie, show me how to make it do that. So it was like, you know, a proper cooperative effort. It was, it was pretty. Cool. What's what's he like as a producer, John? Tom. Yeah, he's pretty good actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does he work he hard? He must push he hard. Yes, I do. He knows when to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a great work with Tom because Tom comes from a different. Tom understands musical theory and stuff, which. Uh, but no. <laughs> so, yeah, much, much to everyone's dismay. Yeah, so like sometimes I come up with the crazy times with and he's like, "What time is that?" I'm like, I have no idea. And Tom would math and works it out. Yeah, usually I figure it out wrong, and then it turns out it's in four four. Yeah. <laughs> so if a band comes to you, Tom, they probably want to surpass the heaviness they've already achieved, <laughs> and they uh, go to you. Would that be well, correct? I would. I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I like to make things sound as nasty as possible, but still listenable. Yeah, with a layer of dirt on top. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I aim for anyway. Rough idea. How many bands have you done this year? A rough. This this year. Yeah. <laughs> Not very <Yeah>. many at all. <laughs> There's a lot of things that have come out this year that I've mixed last year. Mm. Well, in fact, John, I can I can check right now. 
a lot of bands have, of course, because they're not touring, they're recording. Well, not necessarily. Well, not with me. <laughs> okay. uh, I've done a, done a few. Um, obviously, we finished the CMA thing off, finished a few late by call things off. Did the Ben C. Yeah, actually, yeah, I did the... Um, Dirk from Megadeth has got this grind project called Bent C, um, which Shane, uh, Shane Embry played bass on, so I've recorded that. It's not come out yet. Nice. Uh, did some stuff for um, Blood from the Soul record, which is, again, Shane, uh, Jacob from Converge, uh, guy from Narsim. Uh, Dirk and... Uh, and Dirk again, yeah. yeah. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> so, you say you There's about 20-odd releases that have come out this year. Mm. Done anyway, so some of we them recorded those new Venomous songs as well. I think. Oh yeah, we recorded some new Venomous concept tracks. I was drumming on, uh, but they're not completely done yet. So, mm. but, uh, so 2019 was crazy then for you, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, it was done basically. <laughs> I, was, I was. I was trying to uh, see how far I could push myself work-wise. <laughs> um, so I was doing a lot of stuff with uh, Dragged and Sunlight last year. Uh, and they, they they like to record for ever at, at least <laughs> at least at least twelve hours a day. But during recording with them, I was mixing the video Nasty's album as well. So I'd go in the studio at like seven in the morning, try and uh, get a few hours in on the video Nasty's mix, and then Dragon Sunlight would come in, and we'd then spend the rest of the day mixing. And and then uh, had a break for the four week tour with Venomous. So they got they got back carried on recording and then for another like three weeks and then straight after that went on tour with CMA and Noisem for another three weeks as well so Jesus non-stop it was, was like three or four months where I just didn't have an hour off <laughs> I, I, love, I love the way you said you had a break which was the Venomous tour for four weeks <laughs> yeah. So, yeah that last year was kind of just like us oh, let's see how I can how far I can push myself without having a, uh, a breakdown of yeah. sorts so, great idea. I remember we were recording, we were probably doing some CMA demos or something. I heard uh, Adam in the control room <laughs> say, I don't know how he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, same. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yes, we did. Adam out as well, didn't we? Adam was, came out. Adam was on the Bahuia Venomous tour as well. Yeah, he was, he was a secret... Um, guitarist for one gig as well because John and Shane in the middle of the Venom tour had to fly to Iceland to do a napalm gig yeah so uh, Adam during the sound checks each night had like two weeks to learn the set in sound checks yeah he played guitar and the sound guy JB from Aborted played bass yeah he played bass that that was uh, the debut concert of a what was it, Kevin Sharp of the Ding Dongs or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we came up stage and like, obviously, like, I've not played with Venomous before, so people would be like, who's that guy on the drums? That's mm. not Danny. But like, Kevin Sharp walks out with me, some unknown dude, <laughs> Adam, some unknown dude, and JB, actually, someone at the front had an aborted T-shirt on, so we were like, oh, my God! So, <laughs> he, was the, he was the most known guy out of the, the whole, you know, the of the Ding Dongs. So Ke- Kevin's like, well, so, you know, as you can see, it's just me and, <laughs> and the <guy>. Jesus. <laughs> uh, like it, was all, it was all good. And Mechanical Tides then you, Jeff Walker of Carcass, Witchy and... Uh, was it Mitch on that as well? Mitch as well appeared in it. Yeah, oh. Mitch sang on uh, Admit Defeat and he, he wrote the lyrics to it as well. 
Which is really cool of him. And we had Jeff Dowd. He did uh, vocals on two tracks, was it? Dai Glock was one of them. It's class, though. Yeah, that's, that's mm. the, the main one he came down to do. And then, like, he just stuck another bit on... Um, Garland Green. Garland Green, yeah. 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 There's, if you solo the tracks, you can proper hear the Scouse accent on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely yeah, eye-catching. It's an eye-catching contribution for sure. Yeah, we we just you got him to come in because we thought his voice would fit perfect there because yeah he's a mate and stuff. So he was uh, yeah, he came down. I think we got him some ve- vegetarian sausage rolls or something. <laughs> 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 And how do you decide then for a set list? Remember those things? Remember set lists, lads? Uh, it's very difficult. Yeah. Is there some tracks that have to go on? Like uh, Whiskey Sierra, obviously, would be one of them. Yeah, I don't think there's been a gig where we haven't played that, to be mm. honest. Um, I, was thinking, I was just thinking about this the other day, actually. Like, can we please do a gig where we don't have to play that song? I like playing it. <laughs> song. I like, Jim, you know, there's lots of songs I want to include, but then... Mm. They might just not Out of the new EP, you'll surely play the majority of that, will you? It has to be heard live, lads. You know? <laughs> Please don't make me play Spirit Breaker. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, yeah we, we probably will, yeah. Um, in fact, we, we've played Maximum Ambassador live twice, maybe, maybe only once. Did you play? Uh, oh, no, sorry, not, not only <laughs> once. We played it every night on the tour last year. So we played it once with John and then the tour last year we did that loads. But, um, so yeah. I couldn't do that tour because I was... Yeah, Napalm or something. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, he's, we're on tour. You actually think we were in the same countries at one point. Really? Yeah, That's was, bizarre. Yeah, we're like, oh, you in Germany today? Yeah, I'm in Germany today. Like, how far are you? Like, 600 miles off. I've got me over a beer then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and, I guess we'll play, we'll play most of the new ones. Um, so I quite, quite like to keep, you know, mix it up and keep some older stuff in. Yeah. Let's do a gig where we just literally play like the first EP or something. So, yeah. That the Luciferian death cult one was it? Yeah. 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 Savage. There were the, the songs that were, that were written um, so we could play them while drunk. We can play the rest of them while drunk, but they were really specifically. <laughs> we actually specifically written to be completely hammered with your player. Yeah. That, that was, yeah, basically the... The uh, what do you call it when oh, the man the, the manifesto when we first started? And who came up with the band name actually? Uh, well, <laughs> I was going to say funny story, but maybe it's not a funny story. Uh, <laughs> Reese uh, came up with it and he said, Oh, it's a quote from um, the TV series slash book, um, Pillars of the Earth. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah, that, that's it. about uh, you know, building cathedrals in medieval times, uh, but it's actually a misquote. Uh, is, is meant to be your moral mortar is corrupt oh yeah yeah corrupt moral mortar yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reese misheard it and said oh corrupt moral mortar they say in uh, Pills of the Earth I was like oh I like that show <laughs> let's call it that so it's it's wrong but it's a, it's a mistake yeah, yeah. Happy, the whole happy thing happy. the whole thing is a mistake let's delete all the masters for everything we've ever done <laughs> being in the band and start again <laughs> when you formed then were the majority of you in Southport Liverpool or yeah I moved here for like three years four years and then moved back down and then came back again yeah I just moved back to Southport from Leeds I think we just, just moved back from Leeds as well because we lived together for a bit uh, I just just started my studio 
and John came to because um, John was in malevolent creation at the time. And I just got an email off him saying, oh, "I'm going on tour with malevolent <laughs> in two days. I've just bought this bass. Can I come and try it to make sure it works at the studio?" Uh, it turned up with a four pack of Strongbow, and the rest oh, of helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we used to drink so much Strongbow. I can't drink that now. <laughs> and like, did you have a kind of clear sense of? what you wanted to sound like back then or did you just gradually evolve? I think the, the main thing was probably Iron Monkey, wasn't it, John? Yeah. Iron Monkey. Okay. By the way, they were going to be going, which was like, they had like some faster stuff, didn't they? Yeah, they had some, uh, on their, the live kind of B-side uh, thing they put out called Room by Idiots. There was some new songs and they were like this fast punky stuff, but sounded like Iron Monkey and I really, Wanted to more of that, but unfortunately, I am punky. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. I know. <laughs> you can leave. Yeah, that, that was that was basically the idea for it. But I'd I'd literally only just started playing drums by that point, so we were just basically limited by what I could attempt to bash out on a kit. And who were your kind of heroes then, Tom? Uh, in what respect? <laughs> in what you were aspiring to get to. As a drummer, um, well, they don't have a drummer, but like I always based my <laughs> drumming on uh, agrophobic nosebleeds, which have obviously a drum machine. So that, that <laughs> basically, I, I learned drums the wrong way around. I had no, no control whatsoever, but like learned to blast dead fast. I can't blast that fast anymore. But uh, basically, my inspiration for playing drums was the drum programming. Drum programming machine. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, an Alesis 713 or something? What's that? <laughs> oh, is that the, the drum machine? The, the, the drum machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, influenced yeah. by not real drums. What makes the UK seem more aggressive, more than, we'd say, other scenes across Europe? Maybe, John, you could answer that. <laughs> I don't... I, I've just always found... You got to struggle here playing gigs in a small band. You get like, you know, you don't get paid. You get nothing in Europe. You get treated so well. Ireland mm. as well. It's so so different to the UK. You get nothing usually, and I guess just it's a lot of anger in England. <laughs> the UK in general, you know. Awesome. Just, I, I see. Um, sorry, sorry, but didn't I see uh, Barney from Napalm only talking about how European bands get like government assistance a lot, and UK do. bands don't? Yeah, they they all get assistance. We don't get anything. I mean, Sam you know, in Ireland, the, yeah. The uh, the Conservatives at one point they wanted to take the arts out of schools, didn't they? You know, it's they want everyone to be a drone. Don't don't get me started on that. But, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just you, you struggle and you have to fight for everything. Mm. And if you're determined, you'll get somewhere. That's what I've always found. Do you remember yeah. that time we played in um, in London? And it was part of like a little tour. It was like on a Monday night or something. And there was this uh, band from Norway supporting us. And we're like, have you come over for one gig on a Monday night in London? Uh, and it, that was like a, a government-funded thing, and they Jesus. were all like, they were they were all like, you know, no offense to them or anything, but they were all like just like super happy, super positive. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd 
dragged our, ourselves down on the last day of the tour. We were probably all in the car together or something. With the oh, yeah, that, that's where one of our songs is called Closed Casket because I had a little Ford car or KA or whatever you call it. We, we used to drive in that down to London. We, there's one time when we played London every like two weeks. We went down in this Ford KA uh, and just like just bungled all like the drum stands in and stuff like the hi hat stand was just like sticking in between us. And someone said, If we crash, <laughs> it's going to be a closed casket funeral. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> Reese was always we got that every, three hours. <laughs> yeah, Reese was working every Sunday as well. So we went down on Saturday. He was like, Right, I can do the gig as long as you're driving back to Southport. So afterwards, it's like 300 miles or something. So Jesus. 300 miles there, 300 back. And then uh, oh. you get to go and do some work. And I get to be really tired. And what's the scene like in Liverpool at the moment, lads? We wouldn't know too much about it. And does it differ much from other areas in the UK? Well, there's uh, nothing at the moment. But, um... <laughs> the last gig was in, in Liverpool. John, were you at that gig? The Video Nasty's album release? Yes. The last gig was uh, in this venue called Sound, uh, which was dead cool. It's absolutely round. So like until, until then, like there was a bit of a good scene going on in Liverpool but I know that since the um, pandemic and stuff like that venue's actually just has to close its doors now so like there was a few good little DIY venues but they're going to maybe all be gone by the time you know yeah that's, that's what I mean so. all these venues will be gone but yeah. um, especially I mean other countries they're supporting you but here they don't care you know yeah even with, uh, I think with Brexit, they're going to make it, it's going to be harder for Irish bands even to go over to the UK. It's fucking insane. Fucking Brexit. Yeah. It's just stupid. It's just frustrating. I mean, I'm trying to sort out my Irish citizenship properly, so. Yes. Yeah. So I don't have to. <laughs> we'll yeah. we'll vote for you anyway, John. If you're stuck, we'll we'll sign the form for you. Okay. Yeah, do you need sponsors? Yeah, yeah I've even Irish. Yeah, I've even got um, t-shirts. They're going to be done in the UK, and the person that's doing it now is is saying to me, "Oh, I don't know what's the story going to be with Brexit in January. I'll have to come back to you on that." And I'm going, "Fucking hell!" I didn't well, even think pay, of that. An extra tax or import duty? Yeah, I didn't even think of it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think personally, I think it's just going to turn out to be nothing. It's just all bravado, and you know, they're not going to give up all the British tourists and whatever. But it's just yeah. it's a stupid idea, I think. Mm. So, just a few people making money somewhere along the way. Yeah. What um, UK bands should the Irish listeners be listening to at the moment, lads? Name out a few. Video Nasties, for sure. Video Nasties, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Obviously yourselves, yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, you should give us a go. Yeah. I'd recommend it anyway. Yeah, it gets worse. They've been doing power balance for a good good amount of time now. Um, they're, they're class. What kind of... Like, like Stop-starty stuff with like tons of tons of vocals. The Horse um, Bastard as well. They're amazing. <laughs> Reef the band, yeah. Ridiculously steroids fast. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So that's a few anyway to think about. Um, okay, so I'll just throw another two or three ones. Playing live or recording in studios, John? Oh, I like both. But, uh, if you had to choose. Playing live. Tom? Um, live, definitely, for, from my own perspective. Get you out. 
Yeah, well, um, um, at least when it's live, I don't have to listen back to all my mistakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can switch off a bit. Actually, yeah, John, that, on the, uh, you go on say it. I was going to say, I get more stress out recording because I'm, I'm like super hard on myself trying to get all the drums correct because I know I would, I would be that way to uh, a drummer, you know, if, if I was mixing it. I'd be like, you can do it better. <laughs> yeah. So yes, you're, you're dri- <laughs> driving yourself. Yeah, so I have to be super harsh on myself. Cool. I was going to ask you, John, there about uh, did you fill in for an Alan track at one point as well as a live? Yeah, I filled in on bass for like, I think it was like four or five shows before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it seems to say on all the. Yeah, I wasn't, aware, I wasn't aware of yeah. this until all these I reviews. Spot, I spotted that. <laughs> That's yeah. like that, that must have been mental stuff to learn. Yeah, no, actually, it was it's pretty fun. So uh, I've known Mick since I was like probably 17, 18, and down uh, Dave. And yeah, no, it was a lot of fun actually playing with them guys. Such uh, a great band, like, yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. But, uh, I, I see, I see Mick every now and then because he lives in America now. Okay. So every time like Napalm's over in LA, whatever gets hang out with Mick, which is really cool. But uh oh dude, Affleck's really good as well. I got uh Dave sent me that the other day. So Yeah, 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 it's class. Or like unreleased stuff or and uh, no, the new record. Yeah, yeah, savage. Yeah, and they're they're banging out stuff every kind of two or three years still to this yeah. day, which is which is really cool because the quality just never drops with them like Yeah, they're they're going all out with the uh oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did a, did a cover of Power, Power Slave by Iron Maiden a few years back, and yeah. it was just it was <laughs> it great. Was great. <laughs> Fill in the blank here, lads. Popular music today is Start with You, Tom. Loud. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not, it's not loud anymore. Spotify is making it uh, quiet. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's whatever people like, whatever they like. I can't judge. Hmm. That was a positive one. I was expecting something else now. Diplomatic. Very good. Go on, John. I've got no idea what popular music is, to be honest. (laughs) It's Napalm Death. Oh, yeah. Should be. (laughs) Should be. (laughs) And lastly, what was the best advice you were given? Tom? Tom, I've got first. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Best advice you were given? I have no idea. It'll come to you. It definitely wasn't give up on your dreams anyway, because you're you're going in front. <laughs> uh, I don't know actually. Oh, actually, no. I'm going to say uh, my dad once told me uh, it's the, the the classic sales thing, isn't it? Like under promise and over deliver. So I, as long as I keep that in the back of my mind, that's nice. That's uh, you know, mm, that's a cool. genuine answer rather than a, a meme of an answer. So, <laughs> John. Yeah. You will be forgiven if you just walk away <laughs> to follow that. <laughs> Try and beat that one. <laughs> Go on. Actually, I think, I can't remember who told me it. I think it might have been Dan Lilka, but... Nice name drop. Yeah, good. If, if, if you smoke too much weed or eat too much edibles, drink orange juice because it saves you. <laughs> it really works, actually. Anything like acidic. <laughs> Asia, it's amazing. Get the sugars back up. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's more. That's more of a CMA answer. Oh, <laughs> fucking brilliant! I love it. So, lads, um, 
You've been listening to Corrupt Moral Alter. All your stuff is available on Bandcamp, correct? Yes. And where else can people find your music? APF Records. APF Records, Grant. And all the other streaming things. You're up on Spotify, yeah. And go to Bandcamp and buy it. Yeah, go on to Bandcamp. Merch is up in Bandcamp as well, yeah? Um, yeah, I don't think we personally have any merch, but... Uh, it's on a... Yeah, actually, do you know what? Buy it from Bandcamp it's a, if it's a Bandcamp Friday, but if not, go to the APF Big Cartel because then they don't get charged. Okay. Um, they don't get charged the, the rates or whatever. And if shit comes back to normality, is there a chance that you will be touring this EP? In Cork. In Cork. Um, will, yes. you, will you consider an Irish state? Have you, you haven't played Ireland, obviously. We haven't played Ireland. Uh, yeah, no, I, I came over uh, many years ago with uh, Dragon Sunlight. I used to do like, lights for them and I had a great time. Did four yeah. shows. Um, yeah. Would you consider it? Yeah, definitely. If, if someone, what? any Irish promoters listening, please put us on in Ireland. Man, this is the whole point of the show as well. That's why we're talking to you, lads. Please. <laughs> John's meant to be coming over to Ireland fairly soon, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. July now. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I think Night Palm Show is rescheduled for July, I believe. And that we'll is in Limerick, Dublin and Belfast? I think so, yes. Would that be right, Jack? I think I so, thought yeah. there's yeah. no yeah. Cork we'll, we'll there. Limerick one, no. Yeah, we'll go up to the Limerick one anyway, 100% for that. We'll maybe try and sneak oh. over in the suitcases. Tommy yeah, Morton, yeah. welcome, man. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you a bottle of Desperado at the Limerick oh, camp. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's it, lads. Thanks a million for coming on the show. Much appreciated, John and Tom of Corrupt Moral Arthur. Uh, the new EP is called Patiently Waiting for Wonderful Things. Get it. It is outstanding. And uh, thanks, Jack, for joining me on the show. Subscribe to The Metal Cell on YouTube. And thanks again for listening.